Welcome y bienvenidos to Presently Aquí with Claudia, an insightful mindfulness podcast to help you discover ways to control your thoughts, emotions, fears, and essentially mastering self-love. Hi everyone and welcome to Presently Aquí with Claudia. I am your host, Claudia, and Presently Aquí is a community of healers where we come together to share our journeys to self-discovery and self-healing. And hopefully it inspires those that are listening to come home to themselves. And um, as you all know how excited I get um, to have a guest. Last week I didn't have a guest, which was fine because I have plenty to say, but I love speaking with you know my kindred souls out there in the world. And today we have a special guest and um, I'm so excited to introduce Trang. And Trang, Trang Pham Nguyen, which I, I, by the way, I love that you gave me how to pronounce your name. Um, Trang has worked in assisting some of the top executives in major Fortune 500 companies, including NBC Universal and Disney Studios. It was in in a corporate where in the corporate setting where she went through her spiritual awakening and co-founded the Happy Healing Shop, a metaphysical and spiritual company. She is a Reiki master, inner child and breathwork facilitator, and spiritual business coach and consultant. Her mission is to show people that they can heal through using different tools while shifting their mindset and energy in a safe and supportive spiritual community, and also to teach others how to create a business built with intention that also serves others. Welcome, goddess. Oh, thank you, Claudia. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. Um, For the listener, you know, when I met her, she was in Australia, so we were in different time zones, and now we're in the Pacific time zone. So happy to have you back on the West Coast. I'm sure you're you're happy to home. (laughs) Weather-wise, I'm happy to be back, but it's always sad when you have to say goodbye to someone. Yeah, of course, definitely. Um, So today, Trang is going to lead us into meditation. As you all know, I usually start with uh, some breath exercises, but when we get a meditation facilitator, I would love to have you come through and uh, take it away when you're ready. Great. Thank you. So this meditation is to help ground yourself through being aware of your body. So if you only have a few minutes in a day, this is perfect for you. And grounding Your energy is a simple way to bring yourself back to your physical body and to be present right here, right now, and connecting back with the earth, giving you clarity, allowing you to feel centered and balanced. You can do this grounding meditation in a seated or a lie down position and start off by Taking a deep breath in through your nose. And as you exhale out of your mouth, go ahead and close your eyes. Let's take another deep breath in. And exhale, allowing the weight of your body to release further down towards the ground. And inhale through your nose. And with every inhale breath, notice a light energy lifting your body up, expanding your rib cage, 
lengthening your spine. And exhale, allowing the breath to release your shoulders, your hips, and your legs and feet towards the ground. Let's take another grounding breath in. And exhale. Deep breath in. And exhale. Deep breath in. And as you exhale, imagine releasing energy down into the earth. And with every exhale, more and more energy is being released down into the earth. And if your mind has wandered off, that's okay. No need to judge yourself. Just gently bring your mind back to my voice, back to your breath and your body. And notice the weight of your body touching the soothing earth. And allow your body to rest right here, feeling still, feeling stable, rooted, and grounded. And let's check in one more time with the space where your body meets the ground. Breathing in. And out, releasing down into the space, into the ground. And as you breathe out, you can gently open your eyes. Let's take another breath in. And out. Still aware of your body and the support of the ground beneath you. beautiful your voice is so soothing (laughs) thank you i do kind of change it a bit when it goes into meditation mode (laughs) you have to though you have to um have you um i know before we get on topic have you tried uh insightful uh, insight 
meditation? Timer? Yes, inside timer. Yes. I have a few. Um, ah. Yeah, for like, I've tried a couple of them, but you know, mm. you can't, if you're on the free version yeah. of the app, you can't toggle back and forth. So, mm. but yeah, I have tried a couple ones, especially there was one to balance or to cleanse the chakra. Beautiful. Yeah, because I'm like, you, your voice would be perfect on there because I use it all the time and I like the variety of it all. And um, to know someone, I only know one other person that I interviewed early on in my podcasting uh, journey. Um, he's, he's in Australia. You, you, uh, you, I think you'll enjoy him. He has some meditations on there and his voice is also just... So it really makes a huge difference. There's somewhere I can't get into a meditation mode just because the mm. voice is too shrilly or it just yeah. it just doesn't it's yeah. not soothing. Right. Right. That's important, right? You want to be at you what it is it, you want someone that sounds like the wind is talking to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that's if you're if you're mm-hmm. uh what's it called? Um if you're trying to wind down, go to sleep. You don't want like a really animated voice because right. it would just keep you awake. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, I am so excited to have you on. We had such a beautiful conversation on our pre-meeting, and uh, I immediately just took to Trang, and it was so great to to meet another kindred spirit. As as per usual for me, I'm I'm always excited on meeting new people, um, especially in the wellness community. Um, so, um, to get on with this, now that we've, we're grounded and ready for this beautiful, insightful conversation, my dear Trang, um, what were some of the challenges that you faced on your journey to self-discovery? Well, I think it's one of those things when you're younger, you don't realize this. And with our pre-chat, we definitely relayed on being a minority, you know, Mm -hmm. in the States and how also we're being females. So it's, there's these invisible things that are kind of going against us already without Mm -hmm. us realizing it, right? So those are some of the challenges as well, whether it's in the workplace or even in family, because, you Mm -hmm. know, in certain cultures, including mine, I'm Vietnamese, you know, the males are seen as more important sometimes, or even if people that are really traditional, they'll be like, oh, our son carries the name, you know, and they give more attention or they they let the guys get away with things, things like that. But in an Asian household, and you probably see this in movies and things like that, but you know, when they're like, we want you to have good job, you know, be doctor, be lawyer, or like, right. you know, civil with benefits and all that kind of stuff. So right. there's no, um, I guess, didn't have really that privilege of like, you can be whatever you want, whatever makes mm-hmm. you happy. Um, mm-hmm. It's more of like, we want you to be successful, but more mm-hmm. so of not really successful, more so of we want things to be stable for you. Right, because success means different things for everyone, right? Right, and you can totally see that with the different generations. So, um, and I remember after college, I didn't want. There's something in me that was like, I don't want to settle down yet. Um, Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm an organizer, a planner. So, but there's something in me that was like, I, I don't want to settle down and be stuck in a career for the rest of my life. So I just worked two retail jobs and um, Mm -hmm. just trying to figure out what it was that I wanted to do. And I remember meeting at college during one summer these um, foreign exchange students. And that's what kind of prompted me to go like, oh, you know, this is 2012. So travel was not right. going backpacking. Traveling was not a thing True. yet. It was kind yeah. of like, oh, be careful. You might get killed, that kind of stuff. And so when I saw <laughs> yes. them, yeah, when I saw them come over here, it's like one person from Spain and two people from the UK. And 
that's what inspired me and made me think, oh, if they made it here in one piece alive and doing okay, that means I could probably do the same thing too. And so that's what made me want to take my first trip around the world. And that's when my parents were like, what are you doing with your life? You know, we we made you go to college just so you can have fun. So that's kind of like just fighting against that of like just the old traditional mindset in the family and not getting support. But also I had friends that I had fallout with because they were thinking – oh, this is going to ruin your career, having this gap after college, right? But now you see people get laid off all the time. There's gaps and it's totally Mm -hmm. normal. Mm -hmm. But the thing is back then, this was very different and unconventional. So in a way, it just kind of feels like being the black sheep. So I think you could kind of probably relate in the fact that, you know, we're just different from our parents' time. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I definitely can relate, even in the Spanish culture, it's very similar uh, to Vietnamese and Filipino. And the, the male is the, the the little prince and, you know, cater to him and um, all of that stuff. And, you know, I, the peer pressure from the parents, you know, obviously for us, we're very intuitive and we understand like where our parents came from, right? And um, their pressure's and the hard work that they created in order for you to be here. So of course they want you to be stable and like, why are you going to go have fun when really you're going to live? Right. That's what for your understanding, if I'm, I'm, I'm right, right. Like that, you just yeah. want to go experience life. Right. Right. And also it's just more of like, what is there out? What is there out there for me? Mm-hmm. You know, where instead of choosing from two, three paths that you think might be perfect for me, but right. what other choices are there out there? Mm. Um, and when you start, when I start traveling, I start seeing, um, I've been to about like 44 countries already now, but Amazing. yeah, just most of it's solo, but it's one of those things where you meet people and you see like very, have different lifestyles, different um, mm-hmm. jobs, careers, or side things that they do, but you start to see that th- it is possible to do all these different things but it can still bring happiness and joy. And so it kind of starts to retweak your mind of thinking, if these people can live this way and you can see how, you know, some of them are living on like a shoestring budget because they're just traveling long-term like that. But you realize, oh, and like granted, like we are in, you know, we grew up in America. So, you know, people in Vietnam, they're so poor that they wouldn't be able to travel the world. So Mm -hmm. I do know there is a privilege there. But just being able to have evidence of these people living different ways different lifestyles yet they have so much joy and it makes you start to rethink like and re-question everything you were taught growing up you know and even in school Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and um yeah it it was funny because that i wanted to ask you on on that on that topic there as you were traveling and and experiencing life and seeing other people and meeting other people and allowing your your mind right and your life experience to expand um what were some of the takeaways that that really just made you more free like you 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 allowed your your whole like you were dipping one foot out but then finally you're like I'm sure you're like, no, I, I don't have a worry. I'm just because of what, what, what happened or experienced. Right. So it's, it's funny because I can talk for hours about traveling, but I remember someone telling me, oh, I don't know if I should travel or I'm being pressured by what I see in social media. And she was, she's probably now in her twenties. And I said, look, the thing why 
I think travel does change you as cheesy as Mm -hmm. it sounds is because when you travel alone and you're in a different, whole different environment, but you're also surrounded by no one that you're not surrounded by friends or family Mm -hmm. or anyone back home to influence you. You start to realize what you like and what you don't like, what you truly like and what you truly don't like, right? So um, this is like a simple example, but I remember in New Zealand, I was like, okay, I should go on a hike because that's a thing to do here and everyone like, and I just didn't enjoy it. And then so I kept going on a few more hikes and I realized, you know what? I don't enjoy hiking. I know it's healthy. I know it's a great thing to be outdoor in nature in that sense, but I just, it made me really, it kind of confirmed for me, I do not like hiking, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, a, that's like a simple way. There's other things like, do you like being around people? Do you like, okay. um, kind of like if you enjoy eating out or maybe you like history, going to museums, or do you like yeah. the arts? Instead yeah. of someone saying, be influenced by someone saying, oh, you should be hitting this tourist attraction or this place, or you should be going to the small villages to get the mm-hmm. authentic experience. Okay. I realized that I'm a city person, but I can get so many authentic experiences because many locals live in the city, right? right? It's like in America. You don't say like, right. oh, to get the real authentic place, go live right. in Kansas. Nothing wrong with Kansas. <laughs> you know, like, I know nothing. what you're saying though. <laughs> but if you actually just talk to people, even mm-hmm. in the city, being like, what do you do for work? Or like, right. what does your schedule look like? Do you take siestas, you know? Or how right. how are like women or men treated in the office? Or right. or like, um, what do you, what time do you eat? Do you eat, you know, what time do you guys go clubbing? Or um, right. like, what is the dating culture like? But just talking right. to people oneself teaches you a lot, you know, right. about these people. So you don't have to go in the middle of nowhere to get an authentic experience. Mm-hmm. But overall, I learned that there are so many good people in this world. There are a couple of times where I got in the, like, not a sticky situation, but I've gotten lost. That's just something that's bound to happen. And, right. you know, you're in a country that the media might say, oh, it's sketchy. It's mm-hmm, careful. Mm-hmm. It's a, a terrorist, like Cuba or something like that. And right. people are actually so kind and so helpful. There was always an angel that was around that would help me when I was in a, like, sticky situation. Right, right. And so it really does teach you that the world is not as bad of a place as the media portrays it to be. Yes, and that's really important point there. Uh, many important points because you travel the world to find yourself, to really discover and, and, and disconnect from tradition, right? And, um, and then also, you know, you, you mentioned the sticky situations because there's a lot of female travelers that want to go out and explore and are afraid because of how certain countries are portrayed out of fear. So um, I'm glad that you're talking on this because for anyone who may be listening that is been curious and you're waiting for a sign, I'm sure this is it <laughs> to go out and, and try it out and explore. And um, people- what were... No, go ahead. A lot of people um, I found on the trip mm-hmm. found it to be very healing. Travel is very healing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And usually I'm a night owl, so I'm usually the one talking at and listening in the middle of the night because everyone's gone to bed. But usually right. someone at night, I don't know what it is about nighttime, but that's when people start pouring out like their deep, dark yeah, stories yeah. or their like their, their traumas to me. Right. But um, but a lot of people are going because they had a heartbreak, like a, mm-hmm. or someone that they proposed to, and the the girl said no. And it's just 
where it's just a huge transition or like a smack in the face for them yeah. or even yeah. they were just so fed up with the job they've had that they quit and they just wanted a new shift, a new energy into mm-hmm. their life. Yeah. And so that, you know, the freedom and also just seeing new things, being in yeah. like your sensory, it could be a sensory overload, but more of like you're seeing, you're smelling new things in a different right. place right. allows it to be really healing for that right. person. So, um, and when I traveled, it wasn't one of those things where I went to, I was traveling more out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. So, cause I was thinking what else is out there if these yeah. students or foreign exchange students and coming here. Right. And I, along the way, later on the road, that's when I start to realize, oh, I'm kind of discovering more about myself, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the original intention, mm-hmm. but that, I totally encourage it for anyone that uh, is like going through that. That's beautiful. And and you bringing up that, you know, just one person that, that you met and had a situation, but it's it's so much bigger right like how if you never went to travel how much those people wouldn't affect you and vice versa right right how deeply we're connected and it's remarkable just listening to you i'm like yeah i just vision and vision that like if you don't explore right it's kind of like the external to the internal right if you don't explore within yourself Right, because that kind of that's what helped you kind of go out there, explore outside, come into exploring within yourself. Um, I guess if you have a a story that from your travels that really helped you kind of start that that more of like wanting to be a healer, not only for yourself but for others. Was there a story that perhaps was in that um, in your travel moments? It's it's so funny because it's one of those things where it makes me think, you know, when people say, oh, um, find your passion and that's mm. what you should do. And I really actually disagree with that. I think really what it is, is you discover your passion along the way, but the skills that you learn in the past will add on to whatever it is that you're going to be doing, you know, now, yeah. you know. Okay. Um, yeah. So, for example... Um, I have a great experience, like just a lot of experience with traveling, right? But mm-hmm. how how can that relate? How can I bring that to like a healing practice? Right. Retreats, you know? So it's just things like that. Because, um, you know, in the past I was like, oh, I want to be a travel blogger, but that's what everyone wants to be. And then mm-hmm. you find out it's actually really hard to make money that way. Mm-hmm. And, but along my journey, how it all happened was I eventually moved to sunny LA where we are both are because <laughs> because of the weather. Yes. But um, and then I worked for NBC, got laid off. That was really difficult. And then I worked for Disney. I got bullied there, mm. and that was um, really difficult. Where right. I difficult to the point where I was suicidal. That's how mm. bad it was. Mm. Yeah, mm. and um, and I met a colleague there that was a contractor. And she came in only for a few weeks to cover for someone from maternity leave. And that's where she – and she happens to be psychic. She's actually my former business partner. And she was the one that taught me about the whole spiritual world because I grew up Catholic, you know. Yeah, and okay. and so it was um, – I just learned everything from her, even like Reiki, which is energy healing, a form of energy healing, mm-hmm. and everything about the spiritual world and how the universe exists, what – a spiritual right. version of God would be, you know, right. the universe, um, right. things like that. And right. at that point, that really, this was probably 2018. It made me question everything I was mm. taught growing up, you know, um, and everyone yeah. else in my family is still uh, practicing Catholic. Yeah. So I definitely am the black sheep in my family. Right. I haven't told my parents um, or my dad about like me not 
you know, being a practicing Catholic anymore because I think mm-hmm. he would have a heart attack. So there's some things where I'm like, okay, maybe I would just won't tell them. Right, but, right. There's certain things yeah. where you can't, where you know where to put your foot in your mouth and when not to, right? Like, is it my ego or do I really need to say this, right? Yeah, especially with ethnic parents. And that's yes. where that culture comes into play where you're like, right. this is not, I, you know, some people might say like, well, why don't you just tell them the truth and everything? I was like, it doesn't, Look, if you didn't grow up in a ethnic family, you like my or certain ethnic families, you won't understand. Like, it just isn't worth the battle. It is, um, yeah, because you know your parents might be like this, but they will relentlessly for the next fifty years put it like bring it down on you. And you're like, you know what? I shouldn't have told them that. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what you're trying to avoid. You're like, you know what? What's the consequence of me saying this? Is it worth it? <laughs> And usually it's not. And I think that's okay because I think yeah. some people, sometimes we get that guilt of like, am I lying to my family? Is this yeah. the right thing? Right. But I remember talking to other um, Asian daughters and I was like, look, mm-hmm. sometimes – and you know, whoever you, you listening in might be might agree with this, but sometimes you have to have that physical yeah. boundary. Yeah. So I moved away from home because I was so fiercely independent and I liked mm-hmm. being by my own, mm-hmm. whereas in the Vimy's culture or a lot of cultures, like just stay with your family so you can not have to pay rent, you know, but in right. the American right. culture, I think it's really normal to live on your own and rent right. instead of living with your parents until you're mm-hmm. married. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a big one. Um, and, and I love that you brought up like the guilt, right? Because that does happen a lot, especially if you're Catholic raised. <laughs> it's a lot uh, of guilt. So I, I love that you said Catholic that because shame. <laughs> Catholic shame, like, how dare you? So it's more of like learning discernment, right? And, and learning how to pick your battles. And it has nothing to do with your religion. It's just being an adult, more than anything right and then for us it's like religion Mm -hmm. culture societal Mm -hmm. norms Mm -hmm. our expectations Mm -hmm. um and then us being females and just all that people don't realize those are layers of like heavy clouds Mm -hmm. on us Mm -hmm. and yet we have to fight that throughout all like throughout our life you know i know progress is being made but it is much easier for people that don't have to Mm -hmm. um deal with that while they're trying to achieve their goals right yes exactly and it that's an important point um because there are a lot of layerings that you know there's our own layering (laughs) we are our own onion right we have that plus those exterior layerings that we have to push through and for you as i think a lot of us that i've i've i would say the common denominator of a lot of of the people I've had thus far, I would say at least half, um, we've all been in the corporate setting, right? That corporate setting where even that's difficult because and then all these things do matter. Like, oh, you know, especially our names, right? You, you Trang, Famwin, and t- for me, Claudia, Torres, you know, it, it's just they already know where you're coming from and, and the, just getting your resume to even be seen first and for to get the interview. And then when you are there, you, it's really hard for people out there that are, don't, are not a minority. It's really difficult to become the, um, the token, whatever ethnicity you want to put the token Spanish person, the token Asian person, the token black person. Like you don't want to be that, but sometimes it just ends up being that way because you're the only one in that space, right? Yeah. And um, 
And I love that you shared with us about how much you were pushed at Disney and um, how it just really affected your mental health. And that's crucial because, um, you know, I would love your opinion on here because this was your experience. Um, It's more about what their needs are versus what your needs are, right? And um, if you can talk a little bit about that to help, I know there's people out there listening that are in these spaces that it they think it sounds so fabulous, right? Oh, I'm at Disney, I'm at HBO, I'm at, at wherever you want to name it. It could even be a bank. It doesn't even have it to be entertainment, but whatever you think is the highlight and it's not so fabulous, right? Right. I think for anyone listening in right now, I do want to tell you this upfront that um, if you are questioning and you've been unhappy at work for a very long time, you know, a lot of times it doesn't get better. And a lot of times people will give the reasons of, oh, but the stable money. And yes, we do need that in a way to live. But sometimes they make it be, they make it sound like we have no choice. This is the only job we have. There are many jobs out there. And if you are feeling miserable and you've been feeling miserable for such a long time, I wish someone told me to leave, Mm -hmm. even if I just start two months in. You know, mm-hmm. two months in, my friend was saying, oh, your jaw kind of – when you're eating, your jaw clicks. And I didn't realize that was my body trying to – what was so stressed. You know, on the outside, I was like, okay, I'm just learning. I'm still like going through that learning curve. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was maybe I worked at that first department. It was international marketing for a year and eight months. And it was terrible because with – so I had a female boss. And, you know, sometimes for, with female bullying or any bullying – this type, it was very slow. And that's the thing. I think a lot of people don't realize how slow and then it kind of starts to change you and mm-hmm. they make they make you question your work. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, are you sure? Check that again. You yeah. know, and you checked it, you triple checked it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like a mind game in a way. Yeah. And I remember an intern, he started maybe, he started um, sometime when I was there, but within one or two weeks, he came up to me after work and he was like, hey, I I noticed that she's really vulgar the way she talks to you. And I was like, I don't think mm. vulgar is the right word, but I, I knew what he was trying to get at. But the right. fact that he pointed that out, like, because he was a new outsider coming in, because okay. everyone else at work was like giving the, well, that's how it is here. Or, mm. well, it's been like this for the past 10 years. Or, you know, you know, she was a VP at that time. But in, yeah. so there is that abuse of power. You know, and also the part of like, well, I need this job because it's paying my salary. You know, yeah. I just got laid off for NBC and this is the only job that got back to me. So there's also that um, survival, yes. survival like mindset, you oh, know, yes. and I, you know, and I just got an apartment like renting wise and just bought right. a lot of furniture. So I'm just like, oh, what, what do I do? So it's kind of like you just, I just grabbed at whatever interview would get back to me. So it kind of mm. changed me over time and really it's one of those things you don't think would happen to you, but it really, that's how they do. They slowly break down um, mm-hmm. your self-esteem and your self-worth. So I guess in a way where people that are listening in, they might not understand, think of it this way. Pretend you have a dog and I smack the dog a little bit every day, just a little bit. Within a couple months, your dog will change. Your dog will be scared of me and will probably want to run away from me, even though I just hit it every day, just like a mm-hmm a little bit and it's nothing nothing where Mm -hmm. it's being physically hurt but it's the fact that over time you see that the dog has changed its behavior right or that it started it's scared now so imagine with a human 
you know, we think we are, I mean, we are resilient, but we think that we're different from that, but it, it's a manipulation in a way, you know, and, um, and it was very targeted at me and another assistant too. So there is like that abuse of power of the hierarchy, very political. And I remember going home from work, um, just crying because I was like, this is miserable. My hours were nine till whenever she wanted to release me for the most part, like 7 PM, you know, so I had no social life at that point. And, um, you know, people will give that excuse for, well, that's the industry. And it's like, yeah, the industry can be very busy and hardworking, but you don't have to mistreat people. I think that's where people see the disconnect. And it's been like that for a while. But luckily with the Me Too movement and things, people coming together to talk about it, now it's become like you can't really do, let's say, like have another Me Too movement or do something like that Mm -hmm. because as a PR issue, the company doesn't want that because that won't Mm. look good for the company, right? Mm -hmm. So I am very hopeful for the future when, you yeah. know, the next generation and or us that are more aware of like, hey, we can have mm-hmm. a successful business, but yeah. we don't have to mistreat people. Yes, we have right. to make money, but you don't have to treat people like crap. Right. So I remember just going home crying. And then also I would just eat, work out, cry some more. And, you know, let me tell you, mm-hmm. I like cry for hours and then I would shower and then cry myself to sleep. Oh, and that, man. Like, the routine that happened for a long time for a say a year and eight months and I think um on the outside people saw that I was my friends saw I was a little more like stressed yeah but that's like when everyone says like I'm stressed about work right and mm. at work though I kind of had a facade of well I would say like I was very perky and helpful you know yeah. oh, what can I help you with things like that so I think people didn't really see what was happening in my department yeah and I think towards the end of my one year and like eight months, it was probably a few months in, that's when I couldn't handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, my God, I am apl- I'm doing everything in my power. I'm applying for new jobs. I'm reaching out to temp agencies. Nothing is hitting at all. Like I'm not catching anything. So at that point, I really couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Like I really couldn't. So I finally, and I think this is the universe's lesson of like, you need to speak up for yourself yeah. and then finally mm-hmm. we'll push you into a new direction looking back mm-hmm. now. So it was July, um, it was July, around July 4th. And no one's in the office that week because everyone's on vacation. And there was mm-hmm. me and one, I, I emailed one person I wholly, like I trust in HR because sometimes, you know, HR is to you know, I know. Mm-hmm. So this one, this one lady, I was like, okay, I think I can talk to her. And I just said, hey, can I talk to you? You know, and I, I booked like a private conference room that was far away from where I was yeah. working from my office, from my desk. And then finally, I just, I couldn't even say the first words, but I was like, I can't work for her anymore. And I just bawled and bawled. Yeah. And, you know, she asked me the stories. I had like, you know, how HR yeah. works is you have evidence. They need evidence. Yes. They need like right. stories, right? And so they started investigating. And so um, I think my former boss, she got in trouble. Well, she got, I guess, written up, obviously, but and had a mm. conversation with her. But then yeah. it was awkward because you're just like, okay, well, someone reported her and she's right. going to – just really awkward now. So right. – but luckily – two weeks, three weeks later. And I think this is where the universe started shifting things for me. Um, Someone else, another uh, uh, VP, he just got promoted and very nice man. Like just, he's like a dad, likes to coach his girl's softball team, uh, you know, things like that. Very different. And it's a finance department. So, so they just, uh, so I, 
applied for that role because mm. he knew assistant I got it and so it was very like night and day um just switching you know but yeah. and I remember that's when I started to someone suggested therapy for me because um I started still having uh I when I moved to another department I was still close to her because mm. we were still on the same floor like the same yeah. building so it wasn't yeah. I still saw her in the hallways it wasn't something like I could have like physical boundaries mm-hmm. and I remember just flinching you know and so in therapy she was like you have PTSD from this she diagnosed me with PTSD and I was like oh yeah. my gosh I cannot believe that one year and eight yeah. months almost two years can do that to you yeah. so that's when um yeah so I had to go through therapy for that and and I'm still with a therapist till this day, not for that, yeah. but just more of like maintenance. I think it's actually quite mm-hmm. healthy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was definitely a difficult time. Like I don't wish bad on anyone. I yeah. I remember just thinking to myself, no one on no human should have to go to bed yeah. crying. No. No. For, we should be for, mm. for our job anyway, that's not yours, uh, you know, mm. for No. Not unless someone passed away, knock on wood, right? <laughs> right. But so that's that's deep. That is that is something. Um, glad you're not in that space, but um, now you're able to share your experience, which I know you're really great at. Um, and and for the listeners out there, I hope that if anyone's in that space, that it empowers empowers you and inspires you to speak up for yourself, and really put yourself first before any of these glamorous companies, because, the, you know, some people do get really high on power. And, um, and I love how you brought up the dog um, example. Uh, and because it is true, it is just that eventually you think, oh, it's nothing, it's nothing. And it starts to build within your mental health. And you don't know, and then you break down and you're like, oh, why, why? Oh, it's this, right? Um, and, but the crying, yeah, I'm sure that you've not been the only one in that space. Um, I mean, I've, I've had my own as well. And uh, at the highlight of my career, which was in hospitality, I worked at the Plaza in New York City. That was, you know, I didn't have negative toxic people, but I did work in a closet room and I couldn't, there was no windows, no, I was just and, and also the train entrance was underneath the building. So I never saw daylight. And especially at winter, who's going out for lunch? Obviously, when it's warm, we go out. I'm, I'm like the first out. I'm like, it's 50. I don't care. <laughs> going outside. But when it's really cold in the winter, I'm like, I don't see the day at all or a fresh air, nothing. And for me, I can't do that. And so, and I've also been in the spaces where I had to report uh, directors and into HR, and it is just such an uncomfortable situation. But, you know, I think the takeaway here is that it's not it's not fair for you to be the feeling awkward the whole time, and for them to just feel awkward when you finally report them, and they they don't know it's you, but it's time that they feel that. Not that you have to take uh, vengeance or, or you know, but it's just only fair for you to speak up because, um, and I know you're going to resonate with this, that you're helping the next person that may come under that. Yeah, I did. It's uh, so there's another awkward moment. So my ex boss, she moved up to the office. They had like reshift reorg and she moved up to the office right by my new cubicle and Mm -hmm. her assistant, her new assistant sat next to me. So that was really awkward, but I did. 
I did, I was able to see how she interacted with the new assistant and it was completely day and night, mm. like completely different from mine, where in a way I was getting a bit jealous or resentful being like, why couldn't you have treated me that way? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and um, well, I hope this girl, this new girl knows how lucky she is because yeah. I had it, I went through the brunt of it and right. I guess the people before me and the people before, before me maybe didn't say anything, you know, they yeah. just kind of put up with it and just quit and move to the mm-hmm. next job. Um, thinking that no change can really happen. But I think that's the thing with bullies. Like once they're told by an authoritative (laughs) figure being like, or just someone being like, hey, you can't do that anymore. I think that's when they realize, oh, oh shoot, someone's telling me off now, you know? But, and I think that's the lesson here to speak up for yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. But also that when people tell you, again, that stability mindset, you know, yeah. or this job is good or the, the money is good or even, you know, the mm. I've had people say that, but that company is good to have on your resume. Right. You know, and, you know, at the end of the day, if you, if you're the type to, let's say you want to be a digital nomad, no mm. one really cares, you know, as long as you have the experience, it doesn't have to be from a big company. Right. Right. But um, it, it's different for everyone, you know, different industries, right. whatever you want to do. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it is not worth the price to pay for your mental health. No, or else, no. like, sure, you can have really good money, but you're going to later on end up using that money in therapy or <laughs> the bills because your body will break down, mm-hmm, like hospital mm-hmm. bills. So, yeah. and, you know, your relationships and friendships might um, get ruined by that. So is it worth yeah. the money? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I, you know, wow. It's, it's really important to be that way shower. You know how way shower is like this new buzzword in the spiritual community, but it also can be used to do that example, great example, to be the way shower for the next person, even though she, that new assistant has no idea what you went through in order for her to have a better, a, a good professional experience with this person. Um, and you were strong enough to, to handle, right? Even though it broke you down, but here we are and having you in this beautiful, now being your own entrepreneur, it it has its lessons, right? We, at the time, I, we don't wish that on anyone, of course, but um, these, it's just an example of when we are struggling and we are in the mud, that there is a bigger lesson there for you to either step up for yourself or help other people, um, And, you know, it's okay to feel like the victim. It's okay to falter. It's okay to shame yourself and feel guilty and all these things. Um, But at the end of the day, just know that um, the the only question in your mind should be, is this healthy for me, right? Is this this something I should be doing every day? Is this adding to my life or taking away? Like you said, like you can be making all this money, but at the end of the day, it's going to subtract so you really didn't add on to yourself in any way because now you're paying for it in other ways. So uh, beautiful examples on, on all these uh, important topics that I'm sure a lot of people are going through right now, um, especially, again, with these big names. It doesn't matter in what industry. It's just, um, you know, the, the lie of like, it looks good on your resume. Yeah, it looks good, but not at the cost of you. Um, if, if, it, if you happen to be that lucky person who gets that big name and have a great boss, wonderful, but mostly that's not the case. And you're not the first person, obviously, who has gone through such a difficult experience in, in a company like that. Um, so 
I know you brought up your psychic friend who kind of brought you into a different spiritual space. Um, is this one of or many of a pivotal moments in your life where you were desiring this more for yourself and to help others? Or was there other uh, other moments that came through? It kind of just started as, um, so we were working at conference for the marketing team that, that we both, so she also got bullied by two other girls on the team hmm. and, uh, and eventually got pushed out. But we were working at a conference outside and just sitting while the sessions were going in. And um, I talked about, somehow we landed on the topic of like, oh, hey, yeah, my grandpa in Vietnam, he used to be, um, he's dead now, but he's a palm reader. And ever since then, mm. I was so into palm reading. And we started talking about that kind of stuff, that that topic. And then eventually she's like, well, I haven't like really come out to like come out of the spiritual closet or anything, but... I'm psychic, you know, and I just feel really weird about it. It's like, you know, when you watch X-Men and everyone feels weird about having yeah. supernatural abilities yeah. uh-huh. because they feel like yeah. alienated. And so, mm-hmm. but for me, I'm into that stuff. I Ever since I think I met my grandpa and I remember thinking, saying to her, wow, really? That's so cool. And, yeah. she, you know, where she's just like cringing and being like, oh, it's kind of weird. I was like, no, that's awesome. And then so yes. I asked her more about it and um, – and I said, like, oh, how about, like, you know, I just invite at my apartment a couple of girlfriends of mine and you can, like, do tarot reading and also practice your psychic mediumship, which is connecting to your loved ones in the afterlife. Right. And that's when she went, like, oh, okay. You know, she you know, just, like, lacking the self-confidence and self-esteem to do it because yeah. – um, so that was, like, our first uh, – I wouldn't say official event. It was just more, like, it's just a practice. Like, why not? It's free and they, they can give you feedback, you know, that what's the harm in that, right? And so that night um, when we held it at my apartment, she uh, read tarot. And so that was more fun because, you know, what about my job? What about boys, career, right. that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we started talking about, um, we got into mediumship and she pulled in like people's loved ones and, mm. you know, what I thought would be like just a fun casual girls night. People started crying when they were able <laughs> to talk to their loved ones because there's a lot of closure there or there's a lot right. of like hurt or just knowing that, you know, or being able to talk to their dad that passed away when they were too young, mm. things like that, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's when I realized, oh, this is a lot deeper than what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And so – and that's when um, – and then some of the girls later said, oh, um, told me like, can I tip her for her time and energy? And that's when I said, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, they want to pay you. We can totally make this a business, you know? And so we started getting excited about making the website and all that kind of stuff. But um, – and then fast forward, we started. She started doing readings, and then we started doing like um, free classes online. Eventually, mm-hmm. we would charge because, I, like during the pandemic, it was free, and just getting people to be able to um, just experience it and heal and yeah. um, learn more about the spiritual yeah. world, yeah. and just getting to meet each other and connecting. Because you know, and like luckily we live in LA, so spirituality, crystals, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff is like normal talk. Yes, but people that are living in small towns or you know they're Mm. not surrounded by people that are spiritual they're having a much harder time of connecting with people and not feeling like they're weirdos and so that's where I feel like with the online community the pandemic helped us a lot because people were just online all the time they're on TikTok and things like that so um so that's kind of like how it transformed over time and then um, recently, things did not work between me and my former business partner. So we split mm-hmm. this past um, like a few months ago. And so that was really hard because I was the mm. one doing things behind the scenes. Nice. And um, just, you know how it is when you're an entrepreneur, you have so many things to do. So I was so taking much. care of a lot of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And so now I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? How do I pivot? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the psychic and tarot reader's gone, which people knew her face more, right. you know. Um, and I did co-host events, but it was just like she was more like I guess to make it sound um, explain easier. Like imagine like the celebrity has left, you know, and you're like, what do I do now? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. but that's when it was okay, trying. Well, what do you have? You're a Reiki master, and you also know about inner child healing. Mm-hmm. You know, you know about EFT tapping. You know, yeah. and all these things that you've learned about the spiritual world. Like how, what can you do? to help the community. And that's where I kind of remember back in the beginning of the podcast, I was like, you bring all these skills later on, you take them like in a little pouch with you, and then they reveal themselves later on. So when I travel the world, one thing I was good at was just connecting with people and talking to people, just I just listening to their story, because I always find Mm -hmm. like, what is your life story? You know, you're from Mongolia, what's your life like? Right? And so um, here, just on Zoom, it's just connecting people with other other spiritual people with other spiritual people. And now we have a thing called pretty much a happy hour. And it's one of my favorite events because that's where people talk to each other about what's going on in their lives mm-hmm. or like people kind of help like, oh, have you tried this? I Or just even like funny things, you know? And yeah. it's, it's nice being able to connect to people and very beautiful because honestly, even though we have the internet, we have TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and all that yeah. stuff, people are still unfortunately lonely. Yeah, they're on their phones yeah. a lot, but they're they're yeah. lonely. Yes, you know, and so there's yes. some solace in this. Yes, mm. yeah, there's a lot of lonely people out there, and um, that's why we create what we do, right? That's why we do what we do. And for the listener out there, um, you know, I, I I pay attention to like we're in, and the people are listening to this podcast around the world, and I'm, and you know, as I'm going through the statistics, I thank I'm like person in Belgium, thank you, like I hope that is is helping you and. You know, because it's bigger than you. It's it's about the community, and and you as a traveler really knows that, right? You just like know that how you affect, and and a lot of us, you know, I do think about that a lot. Also, like it's it's such a big world, and it's such a small world with the internet, but we're still so lonely, and so, you know, I hope that you know the listener out there knows that. You know, you're never alone, really. But that's an aspect of you that um, I think it's all connected with uh, self-worth, lack mentality, and loneliness. I think that that's an, it's, it comes together because um, when you start to realize and, and, and do the journey within, right, your self-discovery and start to go into healing, um, you'll learn that you're an abundant, infinite being with unconditional love surrounding you all day and night. But that takes time and also for you to be in, in a space to want to know that aspect of you, right? Um, but if you're not ready, either way, you have our company and you can listen to us have this beautiful conversation. And um, so I wanted to ask, I know um, your website and um, I know we were talking about this. What is the section that I was telling you that I love? I know you took the palm and then you're doing, I think, the tea leaf reading. You were doing a how-to. Um, right. Yes. So on our uh, my YouTube channel, which the handle name is The Happy Healing Shop, I have a series called Trang Tries It. And I'm always curious. So there's all these readings you can get. So I was like, you know, everyone knows about tarot oracle usually or like a psychic, psychic mm-hmm. mediumship. But then I remember going for fun to like a um, kind of like a metaphysical uh, shop and they had a little fair and you could do like 10 minutes of a tea leaf reading or 10 minutes, try out this astrology reading. 
And so I in, I decided to get a tea leaf reading and a Vedic astrology reading because I just want to try them out, never have. And I was like, oh, you know what? If I didn't know about this, there's so many people out there that might not know about either. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of fear sometimes of being like, oh, I don't know if I want to get a tarot mm-hmm. reading because I want to know my future. It doesn't have to be like that. It could be more right. of like I'm going through a sticky situation at work. Um, you know, what happens if I stay here versus what happens if I go for this other company? It could be just questions like that, not like, Mm -hmm. when am I going to die? Or, you know, am I going to get a divorce? I feel like those questions are like, that's what people think. And they're like, oh, it's a bad omen. It's not always like that. So Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I should record my readings. It was a bit vulnerable because you're like, I don't want people to see my life or what's being, you know, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. said about my life. But in a way, people are like, people have commented and be like, thanks for doing this. So like we learn more about it. There's like bone throwing. Like there's all these modalities where you're like, I didn't know they existed. But in a way, it helps people be like, okay, if I like this reading that I see portraying or if I like this reader, at least I'll I'll book a reading with them. In a way, that also supports other businesses too because they can see if people like uh, their style, they can book with them. Past life readings, Akashic records, all that kind of stuff because – I don't think it's really common to find that online. No. So I figured why not? I'll put, my, put myself out there so people can see. Yeah, I love the name too, Trang Tries It. And like, yes, it's catchy because I'm like, oh, what else are you going to try today? You know, or tomorrow, next yeah. week. So mm-hmm. I, I really love that section. And I loved how you brought up like, you know, kind of pushing out of your comfort zone to try different divination, like that's divination tools. And, um, you know, and I love that you brought up the bones. I, I you know, that's, Every every ethnic background has a different way to speak to the spirit world, the spiritual world, right? And all these different tools that, I, you know, now speaking on it, like, wow, thank you, all of you who, who were able to either create tarot cards and also how did you even know what imagery and numbers and things to put and, and the tea leaf reading, like, how do you know what to look for and the bones? Like, you know, it's like, wow, how did you put that together with and working collaborative with the the unseen world like that's magical beyond anything so for anyone listening out there don't be scared try it and I love how you said like the questions don't always have to be so scary like you don't have to be like oh is this is my relationship over is is my cat gonna die no it's just like simple things like because even I started uh using tarot for myself and oracle cards and so the questions it's more like an exercise right like how do i play with a new toy and and it's that but it's a, a little more respectful it's not a toy you know you're working with your own spiritual team and i'll ask you know what what is um your advice for me today right um what 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 is my energy today? What am I feeling that I may not be able to see? You know, so these little things, it could be any, anything, not career, finance, and love, right? Those are the usual uh, that people want to know. Mm-hmm. So what, um, you know, this, this now that, you know, you've gone through this beautiful journey and taken us through what you've gone through, um, what is something that you're currently working on or that you're offering for the listener to to know or maybe interested in? Yeah, so if you head on over to my website at thehappyhealingshop.com, we give a freebie away where it is how to see which intuitive ability you have. There's actually six mm. different types. And people have told us when they've gotten that quiz, they didn't realize all these subtle signs they've been getting um, have been clairvoyance or clairsentience yeah. or 
all these different things, you know, because I think people sometimes think, oh, I have to be in- – if in order to be intuitive, I have to see a ghost or I have to see something. Right. It doesn't work that way, right? Mm-hmm. It could be just like that gut feeling when you walk into a room or like, for example, like someone – when you you know someone's standing behind your shoulder when you're typing yeah. away, that's yeah. another one too, right? Yeah. So there's little like <laughs> – yeah, like people can relate to that, especially in an office where you're like there's mm-hmm. no noise and you just have to turn around because there's something there. Yes. And so there's like different ways – that you can find how you are gifted. Like everyone is. Mm-hmm. We are just raised in society or cultures that might rep- suppress it or shut it yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a quiz that we give away. And then also we give a pick a card reading video as well. Mm-hmm. And we also offer online courses on how to develop your intuitive abilities, develop your intuition, or even how to become a Reiki energy healer. So, um, and also another thing I offer is, uh, coaching for those who are looking to build their spiritual business. Mm. Cause you know, when you're starting, you're like, how do, what do I do? Or I have so many ideas or like, Oh, what if I'm not good enough? And Mm -hmm. that's the thing. Like when I started, we were like, we were in that same exact space, Mm -hmm. you know, or how do I get a website up? Mm -hmm. Just everything, like the mindset to just operations, logistics and stuff like that. It can be just so overwhelming, you know? And so I Mm -hmm. offer, coaching on that because it's much easier when someone tells you how to do it when they've been through it already. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah. And then also we have events and all our events are online. And so it could be from breath work to Reiki to inner child healing Mm -hmm. because um, at the end of the day, if people choose to heal, the more people heal, the less angry the world will be. Yeah. And it's happening. It's mm. happening. Yeah. That's mm. what we do what we do because that's what we want. That's the ultimate goal. Like we want you to love yourself because you're amazing. No matter what the world tells you, no matter what these Disney be say, <laughs> you know? no matter what anyone says external that's negative on you, it isn't true unless you allow it to be. And that's really important message. I love that. Um, and then I love the, the spiritual coaching, the business coaching, because um, it is hard. <laughs> I mean, speaking for both of us, we both know like it's difficult to put it together. So I love that you offer that. Um, and not a lot of people that I've come across do offer that. So I think that's really important to highlight for the listener out there that may be wondering like, how, where do I begin? Just reach out to Trang. She'll be on my website with all her links. Um, and um, also reach out to me if it's not coming to you soon enough. Because <laughs> again, we're wearing so many hats and like, I'll get to these things, you know? And so forgive me if they're not there, if you're, you know, uh, listening to this before, you know, it's up or uh, her links and stuff. But usually when I do the uh, the podcast, the audio only, I do always put all my guests' website on there. So if you're looking for it, just Spotify will always have the information you're looking for before it even gets to my website. So at least that's the win there for the listener. Um, beautiful goddess, I, I am so proud of you and for standing up for yourself and to continue to be the way shower through, through all that you've been through um, and to still be such a bright light is is just it fills my heart because again I don't know she didn't tell me all these details when we were talking because that's not what the conversation was about but you know from meeting you and now it's just like she she came home to herself because she's shining and you know just it comes out through you and you know this energetic uh space um even through here I'm just watching you and listening to you I'm like wow that that's 
magic. That's beautiful. You were able to just mold and and transmute these negative energies and make yourself into this healer. So beautiful. Well, thank you for allowing me to share my story. And Mm -hmm. um, even though it's difficult, especially when, you know, about suicide, depression, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. I know hundreds of thousands of people out there are dealing with it. And so um, it's just a nice reminder to tell people like what we wish back in the day would tell us like, you know, even if you feel stuck, you always have the power to leave whether that's a toxic relationship or a Mm. toxic boss, Mm. like it might not, it might be one of the most difficult feelings you feel. Or if you're relying on a partner and they're toxic, at least when you leave, that is your choice. Your, and there is going to, the grass, they say sometimes the grass isn't green on the side, the grass a lot can be greener on the other side Mm -hmm. too. But at least Mm -hmm. you're using your choice and you don't feel like you're being held back because of salary, because of you're financially tied to Mm -hmm. someone. And the journey might not be easy. It probably won't, you know, when you're leaving. Mm-hmm. But it is at the end of the day, your choice that you choose. And that's the difference of that feeling. Wow. I usually ask my guests, what's what's the one message you want to leave with the guests? But I think that was perfect. <laughs> I'm like, oh, perfect. I, I just could just leave it there. But um, I, I will give you the space if you did want to share anything else before I let you go. Um, because that, that was just... Oh, I think that's it. And uh, I remember someone when I was traveling, before I traveled, someone gave me a gift of money because she believed in me. And in her card, she said, because she said, we cannot live the lives others wish for us to live. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. So do your thing. (laughs) Do your thing. And don't worry about anyone else. Just do your thing. And, um, you know, that's why I created this community of healers. So that way you can reach out to someone who can who's in that space where you're trying to free yourself from the shackles of the external society and, and traditions and family and all these things that uh, Trang had talked about, because we've all been there, especially if you're coming from an ethnic background, it can be very difficult, especially ethnic and a woman. And I'm sure it's even worse when it's your ethnic, a woman and gay, right? And the, so it's just like, just think about all the ways that people have layering that they have to go through that you may be lucky enough that you don't. And that could be a space for you to take gratitude in. Um, but I want to thank you all again for co- tuning in and listening to this magical conversation. And as always, remember that the breath is the secret and always lead with love. Thank you all. And until next time. If today's episode resonated with you in any way, please subscribe to my podcast and share with anyone that may need to hear today's message. You can find me at Presently Aki on all social media platforms. Gratitude donations are also accepted via Venmo at Presently Aki. My wish for all of you is to find the courage and strength to start the path to self-love through mindfulness because you deserve it. Remember the breath is the secret and always lead with love.